While Fuller House may be a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Fullest House podcast, for the mayor's hornbill is in crisis and we're the only ones who can help. Mr. Zach Horowitz has arrived. Mr. Mark Green has arrived. And Mr. Harrison Bloom has arrived. <laughs> That's right, there's a butler in this episode. <laughs> I, I, I Now I feel stupid for not doing a voice. But well, anyways, we, we guys... Can, we can do it again, and Tyler, leave all no, of this in the episode. <laughs> no, it, no, no, it's, we, we, we moved past it. We need we'll, to... We'll do it live. We past it. Yes, we're professionals. But anyways, guys... This is a very exciting episode for the three of us because this is the first episode of the series that we have gone into completely blind. Yes. Our original watch through stopped at the last episode that we did, the episode we recorded last week. So this yep. is the first time any of us have ever seen this episode. And, uh, what an episode to return to. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was kind of weird immediately watching an episode we hadn't seen before. I don't oh, know about yeah, you guys, sure. but it felt it felt different to me. It felt different, very different. Oh yeah. It, it was weird. Yep. I can't explain why, but we'll we'll, we'll get into I know because the, yeah. it's it's not like I remember most of the episodes detail yeah. for detail. Yeah. But yeah. just being exposed to new Fuller House content. It's so rewarding. It's crazy. It's like we've come so far. <laughs> it's yep. it's taken really us like have. four years to watch this show. Yes, that's true. We genuinely we started in our last year of high school. And, that was and like now. 2017. And that was 2017. No, yeah. yeah. Now it's 2021. It's 2021. Harrison yeah. and I have both graduated. <laughs> Zach's in a Zach five-year is... program. It's not because Zach's like bad at school it. or something. He's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am, but that's only partially the reason. <laughs> no, that's a joke. It's a joke, guys. A joke. Zach's a smart cookie. Yeah. I'm a nobody, smart boy. Nobody make fun of him on the playground. Nobody make fun of me, okay? My dad works at Nintendo. He's going to get you banned. <laughs> and that's true. Yeah. That's like 100% true. Well, my dad works so for like, Bungie, Zach. What are you going to do about that? Well, you know, my dad can beat up both of your dads. Not go bungee jumping, apparently. If you're, if you're bu going to bully me. Wait. <laughs> you know what I meant by bungee. Halo? Really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. We are in new territory, but also in very familiar territory, because this episode starts with DJ walking down the stairs, all gotten ready for a date, and all of her kids go, ooh. So the episode does start with a DJ is hot reference. Yeah, but this time she points it classic out. Classic Fuller she, You don't yep. have to, to yeah. say that every time I wear something nice. And to which the boys respond that they are legally obligated by Grandpa Danny. It's a house rule by Danny Tanny himself. Which, Danny Tanny, the leader of the cult. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Who and Max loudly goes, who's the best grandpa ever? He also requires us to say that. <laughs> I, I just have a couple of things about this exchange. Yeah. Mm hmm. One, I did think it was weird immediately that, like, like they can be playfully going, like, ooh, someone's dolled up. But also I thought it was weird for her kids to be going, like, ooh, mom is hot tonight. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then they're like, well, we have to say that. But then I think, 
It's pretty weird that Danny is like anytime when your mom enters the room and she's looking nice, you have to make a comment about the fact that she's hot. <laughs> if you don't, you will yeah. get 40 lashings. Like, do you think it's a thing where he's like, hey, be polite. Remember, if your mom's looking nice, just tell her that she's looking nice. Be nice. Be polite. And they yeah. took it in a really weird way where they thought it meant that he's requiring them to go. Mm. That's possible. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Or do you think like Danny's just really weirdly invested in in how DJ looks? In my opinion, I think it's more so the second one, which is really weird that he's super invested in how hot his daughter is. Mm -hmm. But also this brings up the question, what happens if they don't do that? Does Danny Tanner just like spawn in to give them? Well, I think it's like Suicide Squad lashes? where they have small explosives in their necks. Ah, um, yes. And if they violate, like, like our favorite character, Slipknot, um, their heads will explode. <laughs> remember Slipknot from Suicide yeah, Squad? Slipknot. He was introduced and then killed immediately. He was introduced and then five minutes later, he was dead. Well, remember, he can climb anything. He's the man who can climb anything. He can't that's climb right. out that's, of that's death. That's the only characterization he gets. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Matt arrives. Matt arrives. Matt arrives. Matt is here. Matt Yay, is here. Matt. And he has a great business idea. He wants to start a pet concierge service. And if you're like me, you might be asking, what the hell is a pet concierge service? <laughs> yeah, that was my first question. I know. It was in the episode description, and I also didn't know what it meant. We thought maybe they were going to start a hotel for dogs, like the hit film Hotel for Dogs. Shout out to Hotel Indeed. for Dogs. I believe I did see Hotel for Dogs in theaters, and I don't remember anything about it. I think I might have seen <laughs> it, too. I, I I just... That was a really big release when we were, like, eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got a great title. But anyway, they're not... Luckily, DJ says to him, you mean we're going to just start making house calls? And he's like, Yes. I don't know why they couldn't say we should start making house calls and instead had to call it a pet concierge service. <laughs> but here we are. But uh, great news for us. Steve arrives. Steve is here. Yay. And Steve and Matt are very excited to see each other to the point where uh, they do a nice little chest bump. They're like, oh, my God, Steve. Oh, my God, Matt. Chest bump. Boom, and it's like super cool and all. I do want to make one correction there because you said a nice little chest bump. And I think what actually happens is they both throw their bodies at each other. Yeah, actually, that's, a, that's a better way of putting chest it. Chest bump. Chest bump. Chest bump. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And it's very good. DJ's a little upset because she's like, I. She's saying, I don't want to start doing house calls and take away time from the things and people I care about. And Matt says, well, I already started making hats, so we got to do it. Also, we already got a call from the mayor of San Francisco that we need to take care of her hornbill. There's an emergency. Oh, boy. Um, he need to take care of her bird today. Yep. He's, he's, he's really great. Well. Steve is really excited to hear about the mayor and her hornbill because he's apparently a big fan of... He's a big fan of local politics, and he also follows the Hornbill on Twitter. Of yep. course he does, to both of those things. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But like DJ's like, okay, sorry, Steve. I guess I have to cancel my date so we can go and take care of this hornbill. And then Matt's like, oh, by the way, <laughs> I am deathly afraid of hornbills. So because yeah. <laughs> in veterinary school, one clamped down on my on my the business. So Matt was almost castrated by a hornbill, everybody. <laughs> oh my god. It's, Matt is such a bad business partner in this <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, so we on I I know we just went over it, but I feel like I'd like to go over it all again, like exactly what happens in this scene. Matt comes in in the middle of the night while DJ's about to go on a date with Steve and is like, "Hey, I've got this great business idea for the both of us. What if instead of just like doing our normal jobs, we started working a shit ton of extra hours to go to people's houses?" <laughs> To take care of their pets. And DJ was like, no, I have a life outside of work. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. Because not only have I already made a bunch of hats for this new practice, I have also gotten us a client for tonight. And I need you to do it because I'm definitely afraid of hornbills. These yep. hats are terrible. They're like those ugly mesh hats. And yep. the, the logo looks like shit. It's just a bad yep. investment. That's that is the most important part that they are not good hats. Yeah, <laughs> there are hats nobody would ever wear. I love the sequence of I have a great business idea. I don't like that idea. Well, too bad. We're doing it tonight. And when I say we're doing it tonight, I mean, you're doing it tonight because <laughs> I am afraid of hornbills. Yeah, pretty Hi, much. Jinx. Hi, Jinx. Hi, Jinx and Sue. In Sue. Mm -hmm. It's very good. I love that Matt specializes in birds, but like this one hornbill has given him like, like a phobia of that specific type of bird. Like, like yeah. when you eat a hamburger and you get sick right after and suddenly you can never eat hamburgers again. Like, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the, the hornbill did bite him in the nether region. Yeah. Pretty, I feel like that's a pretty traumatic but I, event. I'm just wondering why did he go, why did, <laughs> why does he continue to work with birds? <laughs> Well, I was gonna say that also. Well, I was gonna say that also brings up the question: How did that happen? That's yeah. that's also a good question. How far above the hornbill was he standing? To well, it was a really low table. Yeah, it was a really low table, and I do think I, you know, in terms of having one negative interaction than being afraid of something, I do think I've mentioned it on the podcast before that I'm genuinely afraid of peacocks. Oh right. Yeah, because I don't know if I, I haven't encountered a peacock in years, but I was talking to my mom about it once and I said, Yeah, I know when I was little, like I was like, I don't know why, but like when I was little, I had this like nightmare that a peacock chased me around the zoo. And then my mom said, No, Mark, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> a peacock so did good. chase you around. That story and I went, is well, fantastic. I, I went, well, I oh feel a lot more justified in my fear of peacocks now. <laughs> yeah. That was just the craziest thing that ever happened that I was like, oh, mom, it's this crazy thing, this irrational fear I have. And then she's like, no, Mark, that fear is pretty rational You, based on your life. You got assaulted <laughs> by a large blue bird. And since then, Mark has never been able to look at NBC the same way again. It's just <laughs> frightening. I respect it, but it's frightening. Oh my god! I, I it's it's really tough because I do want to watch the Frasier reboot, but I'm just deathly afraid of the streaming service. <laughs> so anyway, what were we? Matt is the terrible business partner, and yep. uh, Steve yes. is now well, going to stay at home and wait. 
Yep. And that that is the end of that scene. And then we move over to one of our favorite characters, Ramona, who's yeah. trying yes. to make Danny, the baby, laugh with a frog puppet. <laughs> and it's not working. No. I Danny's it's Danny's a bad audience, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, not reacting so much, which I'm yeah. not going to fault Danny. I just want to put forward. We were saying some things about Tommy during our watch or sorry. We were saying some things about Danny during our watch through about Danny being a bad baby. And I just want to say I'm not against babies. Like, I think Danny is OK. Tommy is a bad baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're back to hating Tommy? Did I turn around on Tommy? I <laughs> I don't think you ever turned around on Tommy. I no. feel like we've I feel like we've gone through the story arc <laughs> where you you learn to appreciate babies and then <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Babies maybe, but not Tommy, my mortal enemy. Right, right. Okay, I was wrong. Anyway, there's a very good line where Kimmy says, oh, I feel like it was just yesterday I was trying to make you laugh with a frog puppet. And Ramona says, that was yesterday. It was a very disturbing thing to wake up to. Yeah, <laughs> establishing once again that the Gibbler family is fucking nuts. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. Which the Gibbler family being nuts is going to be a theme in this episode. Oh, yeah. But Kimmy wants to spend more time with Ramona, but because she's been spending all her time with her boyfriend Ethan lately but Ramona has a date tonight with Ethan oh yeah oh boy um we then we go to oh yeah no 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 we don't go to Steph Steph walks in dressed like a cowboy <laughs> yeehaw yeehaw yay yeehaw Steph yippee ki yay yeehaw Steph yippee ki yay motherfucker it's for, I really wish you did like a Yosemite Sam voice <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate performing at kids' birthday parties. That's what she says. She says it just like that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, we're, we're back to this. Steph, she says it has word not, for word. Yeah. We're back to the, the season yep. annual episode where Steph decides yep. she doesn't like her career. <laughs> Once a season, we deal with the fact that Steph is a chill, has a job, actually. I was going to say deal with yeah. the fact that Steph is a children's entertainer, mm-hmm. but it really is just once a season, they remember that Steph is supposed to have a job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it's weird. It's hard being a stay-at-home aunt. Yeah. <laughs> but she has a job, and uh, she doesn't like it anymore and wants to uh, do something more worthwhile. Yeah, which she does say this time it's because she hates taking the time away from her baby. And if she's doing a job, it has to be something really worthwhile to take her away from her newborn daughter, Uh, which is, you know, a little different from just, oh, Steph remembered she doesn't want to be doing this. Yeah. Um, So it's justified. It's just very funny that Steph, they never make mention of Steph's job. Except for like once a season. Yeah. But uh she she officially quits Gibbler party planning and then uh And Kimmy the friend is very supportive and understanding. Uh Kimmy the boss is gruff, but also supportive. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. they do a joke where Kimmy, you know, Kimmy says she's gonna be Kimmy the friend and then Kimmy the boss. And as Kimmy the friend, she takes this bow and like puts it on her head. 
And it was sort of like, what is happening? Why is she doing this? And then as Kimmy the boss, she puts the bow under her nose and it becomes a big mustache. That was good. And she that starts talking like this. Um, and I liked that. Personally. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, I think the joke would not quite have landed uh, if nope. she didn't do that. Maybe Kimmy was the Yosemite Sam all along. Oh, yeah, you're right. She is very gruff. She has a gruff voice as Kimmy the boss. Mm-hmm. She has a big mustache. Yes. Yes. Steph should have given her the cowboy hat. And then she'd yeah. say like, oh, I hate that, Ethan. Taking oh. away my daughter, Ramona, whom I her. love very much. <laughs> <laughs> Yosemite Sam is so sentimental. I'm very <laughs> sentimental person. <laughs> uh, you know, I, there's a lot that, you know, really grinds my gears. I may come off with this gruff exterior. You know, I, I put a lot of people off and I acknowledge that. Oh, my God. But when it comes to family, uh, that's the most important thing. I, I'm very tender and caring. This is all mm. a story about family. I'm, I'm the rootinest, tootinest father that's ever been. <laughs> so S- Stephanie quits her job and then I guess it's back yes. to the yeah. mayor's office Yeah, uh, we go to the entry room living room uh, where Ethan's gonna arrive so Ramona says to J Money and Max hey uh, laugh like I just said something funny as I open the door and they say no and so Ramona starts <laughs> laughing herself <laughs> <laughs> Ramona starts laughing herself. She opens Ramona, the door. Yeah, Ramona's pretty great in this episode. Ramona's oh, pretty yeah. great in this episode. She opens the door and says to Ethan, she goes, ha, ha, ha. Oh, I'm laughing because I just said something so funny and we were all laughing and not just me. <laughs> <laughs> and Ethan takes it like a champ. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Knows that his girlfriend is being weird and just ignores it. <laughs> Ethan is here for the ride, and I love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that honestly may be the best way to sum up yeah. Ethan's character in this episode, is he's if just along for rank ride. Ramona's boyfriends... Well, okay, okay, all right, ranking Ramona's boyfriends. Number one is obviously Mariusio of the band Sexy Zone. Yes. That's, I was yeah, going to no, say maybe Ethan one. would be number one, but I think Mariusio no. of the band Sexy Zone is just a funny idea and concept. Yeah, I mean, how can you beat Mary as Yo of the band Sexy Zone? You can't. You can't be Mary as Yo of the band Sexy Zone. You can't yeah. compete Ethan with is number two. the band Sexy Zone. Ethan is number two. Yes. Yeah. Ethan is number two because he has a heart of gold, and he was a big fan of Fernando, which was very funny. <laughs> yes. <to me>. Yes. <laughs> He's like the only character who ever recognizes Fernando as a famous race car yeah. driver. Right. Yes. Uh, number three. Does... I have, I have to ask a question. They never officially dated, but does Chad Brad Bradley count as I was thinking the same thing. There's some tension. The, the idea of giving Popko a bronze medal in the Ramona boyfriend mm-hmm. rankings disgusts me. So yeah, put Chad Brad Bradley at number three. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah Popko's at the yeah. bottom. Okay. No, yeah. no, no. Chad Brad Bradley. No, no. Chad Brad Bradley is above Ethan at the very least. He's Chad what? Brad Bradley. <laughs> Are you telling me we're going to rank Chad Brad Bradley at not? Look, Ethan, I think, is better for Ramona, is probably, I think, really works as 
a foil to Ramona in the same way that J Money is pathetic and Rocky is cool and that's why they work together. Cool yeah. and edgy and that's why uh-huh. they work together. I like that yes. Ramona is very neurotic and Ethan is just sort of happy-go-lucky and here for the ride. Yeah. I think that kind of works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Chad Brad Bradley, he is all that. He is the coolest and he's all that. He's all that. How can you beat our good sweet but himbo Ethan? I can't. You can't no. beat a good sweet boy. Good sweet boy is my favorite character to- type. <laughs> so that's fair. I think it's Japanese Japanese pop star. Good sweet boy. He is all that, which is if if you don't know, is a reference to the fact that the actor who plays Chad Brad Bradley is the titular he in the movie. He's all that, starring Addison Ray and Chad Brad Bradley. <laughs> Addison Ray of TikTok fame, <laughs> and also Chad Brad Bradley. Chad Brad Bradley of Ramona's rival fame. Yeah, Chad Brad Bradley of Fuller House fame. Of Fuller yes. House fame, of Cobra Kai fame, yeah. of of he's all that. Fame. And then and then yeah. and then Popko and then Popko, who's the worst? Um, yeah, yeah. That's I think my ranking. I think we've agreed. Did, that's did she the have ranking. any more? Yeah. I forget. Did she have any more uh, boyfriends, or is so. it just those four? I don't. I no, don't I feel like it was Popko so. that they made fun of her for not dating. Adam I mean, yo. Yeah. I mean, if. If there was another one, then he was very forgettable. So he's not on the list. But for all the time they spend making fun of Ramona for not having a boyfriend, is no one one of her romantic interests? Like, is the ranking Mauricio of the band Sexy Zone, Ethan, Chad Brad Bradley, (laughs) no one Popko? Yes! (laughs) Literally literally nobody. We're just destroying Popko. He's just at the shit tier. He's in the phantom zone of the tier list. We sent Robert Popko to the show. Anyway, Ramona is about to leave with her number two love interest. (laughs) We sent Robert Popko to the show. Number two love interest in all of Kazakhstan. (laughs) But Kimmy invokes the Gibbler game night. Which means no. she can't no. leave. It's Gibbler game night. What it's happens if she night. just says no? I'm not going to Gibbler game night. Does she? Uh, does she, she dies. Bursts into flames. She bursts into flames <laughs> yeah. and dies. She oh, she dies. Okay. Yep. And also, like she's gonna, the house is gonna catch on fire. Like she's concerned about the other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yes. she she can't burst into flames. Anyway, uh, Kimmy invokes Gibbler game night. Fernando is very excited. He runs into the room, having heard that they're doing <laughs> a game night. Yeah, he's very um, he Zach, he runs you theorized in on that cue. Perhaps he heard it from his house and ran in, <laughs> like like a moth to a light. <laughs> Fernando runs in at the hearing the sounds of Ki- of Gibbler game night. <laughs> yep, but um, Ethan says he wants to say to stay. He says that if this is where Ramona is going to be, this is where he wants to be, which is very sweet. Mm-hmm. And I think even Fernando, who's been very against Ethan because he's dating his daughter, like he comes in and says, "Oh, it's you, the Postmates guy." Even though Ethan is his biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish they kept Ethan's fan 
dumb of Fernando in because that yeah. would be the funniest contrast if that Ethan is just fully oh, yeah. a fan of Fernando and Fernando hates him. <laughs> yep. So DJ and Matt arrive at the mayor's office, which is very fancy. Yes. Has a dedicated butler. This is a place of class. This is a, a place yes. of true office politics. Yes. Yes. Cun- Cunningham, the butler, uh, think is urging Matt to shave because his mm-hmm. his stubble is unseemly and uncouth in such an a high class environment. This is not Seattle. I don't know why he hates. He, Seattle, he just so. dunks on Seattle. Well, well, because he had a weird experience being a butler for a prominent Seattle radio psychiatrist <laughs> ah, and his family. Yeah. yeah, And they were just really kooky getting into weird shenanigans. And I he thought he had escaped that. Yeah. He does not like Matt or his, he does his not bad like Matt. facial hair. Yeah. So, but they all, they all come in. DJ comes in. Yunetta Boone, the mayor of San Francisco, comes in. Yeah. Yes, the mayor. She is eccentric, very high energy. She's a lot. She's very high energy. She's immediately like, you guys want a selfie? Everybody does. And she, like, makes them take a selfie with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But she has brought them here Mm -hmm. because her prize hornbill, which was gifted to her by the mayor of Milan needs its wings clipped because if he's able to fly away, it'll be an international incident. I, I, what? <laughs> I, I also love the idea, because you didn't mention this, Mark. They got Hornbill in a trade for Metallica. Yeah. They traded, how, we traded away Metallica. <laughs> the city of San Francisco traded away Metallica for a bird. <laughs> Have Metallica been entered into the U.S.-Italy slave trade? That's a good point. She just traded multiple people. Are are we going to rename Enter Sandman into Enter the U.S.-Italy slave trade? Am I right? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Damn. Good joke, Mark. Good good joke, Mark. (laughs) I'm sending you a virtual high five through Discord right now. Yeah. (laughs) You know that slave trade. Always sending rock bands. In in lieu yep. of birds, uh, I don't <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, yeah, and she de- the mayor does not want Metallica back, so it is imperative that they clip this bird's wings. It is at this moment that we learn, or they leave the the mayor and the butler, and it is at this moment that we learn that Matt has brought a tranquilizer. Yes, gun. Matt has Matt has a gun. <laughs> He Matt has a gun. He has brought a gun, yes. a trank gun, mm-hmm. and that's where the scene ends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the end of my notes for that scene. I love that it's not just tranquilizers. He brought the gun. He like has, he's on a safari. Yeah, he's yeah. willing to fucking shoot this bird. <laughs> well, he's not gonna get close to this bird. Yeah, Are I was gonna say me? he does not. The, he spends the entire rest of the episode refusing to get close to the bird. But that's what yeah. DJ's for, not the trank gun. Exactly. DJ's the one who's got to do all the stuff with the bird. Anyway, um, Jay Money and Max are watching Gibbler Game Night in very intensely wrapped. Yep, very intensely. They they have popcorn uh, and everything. They're here for the drama. Yes, they have popcorn. They're just like sitting on the stairs while Gibbler Game Night is happening. Uh, Steve comes down because he's just like doing things. He's just like also still here. 
sees that they're sitting on the stairs and they're like, oh, it's skateboard game night. And Steve's like, okay, you never saw me. I'm going to go leave and do anything else. Yep. Yep. Um, but anyway, they're playing Pictionary. It's Fernando's turn. He has to draw Top Gun. Um, instead, he draws like a big squiggle. Yeah. For some reason, Kimmy doesn't get that that's supposed to be Top Gun. And Fernando blows up, yells at Kimmy, leaves the room, <laughs> then immediately comes back on his hands and knees apologizing and they, and they kiss. Okay, so Fernando wasn't supposed to do Top Gun as his choice, right? It was the clue. Was no, he was Top given Gun. Top. Gun. He was given Top the Gun. Clue was Top Gun. Yeah. Oh. The clue was Top Gun, so we had to draw Top Gun so Kimmy would guess it. Oh yeah. wait, did she like close her eyes and ears or something? To, yes. Like, yeah. She did. Yeah, she closed okay. her eyes and ears oh, okay, as okay, Ramona okay, okay. was saying it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Top Gun. Fernando okay. is just, and it's established. That Fernando, despite knowing a lot of specifics about Top Gun, has never yes. seen Top Gun. <laughs> he like he gets really angry. He storms off to go play some shirtless beach volleyball and watch Top Gun for the first time, claiming yep. that Kimmy, by not guessing correctly, has disrespected Maverick, Iceman, and Goose. Yep. He he knows it's about Maverick, Iceman, and Goose. He knows that they play shirtless beach volleyball. Maybe he doesn't know that it's about airplanes, and that's why he drew it poorly. <laughs> that's possible. Maybe. He like doesn't know what the movie is about. He just so thinks he it's just like he, he just thinks it's like a weird beach volleyball yeah. movie where they all have code names. Yeah. yeah, he should have drawn top hat and gun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we cut to Stephanie with her baby, and she's telling the new Danny Tanner. I keep not wanting to call her Danny Tanner for confusion purposes. Yeah. Uh, but she's telling Danny how she used to be a world famous DJ, which we keep pointing out because it's weird that the show doesn't talk about it. More. The show yeah. brought it up for like the first five or six episodes of season one. Yeah. And then she just wasn't a DJ anymore. Yeah. She just quits. Um, but Steve enters. Um, he's been doing maintenance work around the house to avoid Gibbler game night. Yep. And he tells... Stephanie, because Stephanie doesn't know what she wants to do with her career. Um, and he tells Stephanie that just because she's a mom, it doesn't mean she can't also follow her artistic passions. Yeah. And also he tells her that he fixed the bidet. And Stephanie says, we don't have a bidet. And he says, then I broke your toilet. I really <laughs> fucked up your toilet. <laughs> yep. Which was a good line. Yeah, if it's anyone asks, it was J-Money. <laughs> that's what, that's, that's what yeah, the follow-up so to that line should have been. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he he. it's very good. He tells her she just has to figure out what she loves and do that. Mm-hmm. And and she starts singing a song to her baby and then goes, ooh, that's good. Anyway, back to... Sorry about that. Someone with a really fucking small dick just ran his motorcycle outside my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I mean, uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, we go we go back to maybe my favorite plot of the episode somehow, because usually I don't love the crazy, insane plots and the ones that are DJ centric. But fucking Matt, Matt, Matt is just, so good. Matt, Matt is so Matt good. Matt steals the show in this episode, yep. honestly. Um, my note as we cut back is Matt is hiding in the bushes. There is a plant in the mayor's office and Matt is fully hiding from the hornbill. He is hiding behind <laughs> the plant in the, on the other side of the room, like the complete other side of the room yeah. from where the hornbill is. 
Yep. Uh, and he's like, DJ's got to clip this bird's wings because I'm not going to do yeah. that. <laughs> and DJ and Matt start fighting because Matt's like, you got to clip the bird's wings. And DJ's like, or yeah, you got to clip the bird's wings. Why aren't you putting in any effort to this venture? And she's like, you took me away from my date to do something that I didn't want to do. And now you're not doing anything. And then Cunningham comes in and he's like, really fighting in the mayor's office. And he like shuts How them up. dare you? Yeah. Yep. But they notice that the hornbill has escaped to a ledge. Yeah. And oh, oh no! By this point, the wings have already been clipped. Yeah. So if it tries to fly, it'll yeah. fall to its death. Which, exactly. Which to me begs the question: How did it get on the ledge from where it was? I think it there must fly. have been a plant or a stool or something. I think it could have stepped up. Maybe. But it just it just yeeted itself. But uh, you yeah. know. They're like, oh god, how are we gonna get this hornbill down from the ledge? And Matt's like, stay back, I have a gun. It's a yeah. tranquilizer gun. DJ's like, you can't shoot the bird with a gun. Which, to be fair, DJ's pretty right. I think if he shoots the bird with the gun, it is gonna fall over the edge. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they're struggling over the trank gun, and Matt gets shot in the foot. Yes, yeah, DJ like makes Matt put the gun down, and he accidentally shoots himself in the foot. And this is where this is where Matt's performance goes from good to great. Yes, I'm so glad it, it was, they didn't go with like the stupid trope of the tranquilizer just yeah. instantly knocking you out. They just they, yeah. instead they get loopy. Yeah, Matt's, Matt's just loopy Matt's gets gets really loopy. loopy. I yeah. just I really liked that. Like we were in this scene, and I think Tyler or somebody said like, "Oh, is the bird gonna escape? Like, is that the obvious payoff?" And I was thinking about it, and as Matt brought out the trank gun, I was like, "Oh." one of them is going to get shot by the Trank gun, <laughs> yeah. and then Matt got shot by the Trank gun. Yeah. Um, and it's wonderful. The Hornbill walks back in, so that was a non-problem. Yeah, the Hornbill just walks back in at the end of the scene, yep. and DJ's like, ugh, the Hornbill just walked in. Now what are we going to do? We didn't even need to use the Trank gun. And we don't know what we're going to do because we go back to Gibbler game night, where now it's Kimmy's turn to angrily blow up at Fernando, leave, and then immediately come back and apologize, and they kiss. Yep. And start, like, fully all over each other, like, wrestling on the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, are, there are so many children in that room. Oh, yeah. Jay Money <laughs> and Max like, have been Jay sitting Money on the stairs the entire Max time. They move, still there. they move out of the way, yeah. but they're still watching. Yeah. Ramona and Ethan are there as well. And Kimmy and Fernando are so close to having sex in front of all these people. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're just rolling around on the floor together. Anyway, Steph has written a whole song for Danny. Um, yeah. Steve comes in and is like, that song was great. You should record it. And Steph is like, maybe this is my career path. And Writing all of songs. that. Yeah, writing songs. I like doing Which that. Is what she was always all of doing. that party planning stuff was yeah. All of that, yeah. Like we've we've just gone full yeah. circle. All of that party planning stuff was stupid, and I didn't like doing it. And it's like it didn't give much to the show, so the show didn't talk about it very much. <laughs> yeah, it's almost Roasted. like that. Well, hey, hey, never forget about the clown episode. That's, That's true. true. That's the, true. The episode where, where DJ S has a rivalry with, with Sudsy the Clown. Thank you. I forgot his Sudsy name. Sudsy the Clown. Yep. Um, but Steve gets a text from DJ saying that she needs help at the mayor's office. Um, and he rushes off like Batman. Yes. Yeah, so he claims that he's Batman because 
he's wearing a utility belt and he's been called to the mayor's office and he's like, I'm Batman. And uh, <laughs> Steve Hale. Musical bits. <laughs> yes. Uh, Very good. But yeah, we cut back to the mayor's office. Well, well, actually, oh, we, we go know? first. Uh, we go back to Gibbler game night. They're playing the game of life, and Ramona is oh, not yes. doing well. Yes, Ramona. Uh, Kimmy and Fernando are rubbing it in her face. They are they are bad parents. Yeah. Can we just say? Yeah. It's literally like the <laughs> entire like, Look thing. at Ramona, who's a fucking loser. Like Ramona's like, oh god, I got triplets, but I'm already in so much debt, and I'm not even a college graduate. And Fernando's like, oh, I guess your triplets can clean the pool at my mansion. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Jesus Christ, Fernando. <laughs> I think at one point they almost literally go like, ooh, poor little Ramona. She's losing the game. Yeah, it's a whole thing where it's like, everybody, let's fan ourselves with the money that Ramona doesn't have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Ramona flips the board and angrily storms off out of the house. I like that she says it's anachronistic patriarchal and she wanted the green car. That was... It's very perfect. good. The green that car was... So was the, green, the green car was the real tipping point for her. Yes. Because yeah. then she's got to play like, as like the fucking yellow car and nobody wants to be the yellow car. Nobody yeah. wants if to be the yellow ten, car. It sucks. Yeah. The, it's the color of pee. <laughs> I don't want to be in the pee pee car. Mark. <laughs> you kidding Mark, me? Mark, if your pee is yellow, that means you got to drink some more water. I want to be in the green car. Mark. Green like the Hulk. The Hulk is strong. Mark, I'm, I'm concerned oh, for you, Mark. I'm concerned for is. you and your yellow pee. You need to, you need to hydrate. You don't know my hydration habits. But I know that your pee is yellow. <laughs> I don't want to get in, into actual things about my pee. Yeah. I was making a very good joke. Know, and I now know. you're saying like, Mark, what is the color of your urine for real? We need to check you for hydration. Hey, purposes. am I not allowed to be concerned for my friend Mark and his health? <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, Ethan Ethan goes out to comfort her, uh, and he tells her, like, hey, I already knew your family was crazy. And he says, hey, a family that can fight but then make up that quickly, you must really love each other. Yeah, and there's this, a sweet moment where he says, you know, they've made up, and he says, like, hey, if I've been paying attention to the pattern of Gibbler Game Night, after you make up, you're supposed to kiss. Mm-hmm. And and they do a smooch. They kiss. They do a little smooch. Yeah. They do a little smooch in action. And then they wisely choose not to go back inside. Yeah, he's like, please, I do not want to go yeah. back inside. And so they run away um, together. They run away. And then, uh, then we come back to the mayor's office. Yes. Matt is singing the theme song to Full House. Yeah. It's uh, uh it's quite meta. DJ's like, what are you singing? And Matt's like, I don't know, but it makes me happy. Look, there are, there was an episode that referenced subtly Dave Coulier, the actor. Yes. As a real person. And an episode that referenced Candace Cameron Bray. Candace Cameron Bray. Yeah. The actress. Yeah. Both so, of whom are famous, first and foremost, for being on Full House. Yes. And now, Matt has sung the theme song to Full House. So, is Full House a real show in Full House? Ooh. 
there's just this random show. Do you think oh. it's like the same, but all of the names are different? So they're just watching it and it's like, oh, it's weird that there's this show that follows our lives completely, I, but all the names uh, are well, changed. I mean, I went for the much more direct route and just in the floor in the floor house universe. It's, a, it's just a docuseries about their lives. It's a I'm just saying it's weird that there's a whole docuseries it, it being is. made about them it and they never weird. mention it. Yeah, it is weird. It is very maybe, weird. Maybe like, maybe there's some weird like... It's like the Truman Show. ...shenanigans and like Full, yeah. Fuller, Full House is really just Frasier in this universe. <laughs> yeah. It has the same theme song and the same actors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. But it's like, yeah, do you think it's weird how there's a sitcom that directly follows our lives and they all look exactly like yeah. us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but Matt is is pretty loopy and DJ's like, I can't believe you started this pet concierge business. We're going to end this after tonight. And Matt says like, oh, I only did it because I need money because I'm so broke. <laughs> I'm out of money. I have no money. I'm <laughs> because Gia so is a, she's yeah. a shopaholic. Because apparently. Gia is spending <laughs> all my I money. I love Gia, but she is high maintenance. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, and then there's like a whole thing where Matt just keeps like saying his inner thoughts to DJ, yep. and it gets to the point where he's like, "You and Steve are also a good couple," because she calls him and DJ calls Matt and Gia yeah. a good couple. He's like, "Don't tell Gia I said that." And Matt's like, yeah. you know, you and Steve are also a good couple. And I knew you were still in love with him, even when we were dating. And I thought, what if I, I, I thought, cause you knew you were still in love with her, but like, you didn't know it yet. So I was like, okay, if I propose like really quickly, maybe she won't <laughs> realize that she's in love with Steve. <laughs> That is which is and wow. Really shitty. Yeah. Like we we had show. talked about the Matt heel turn that he went on for a little bit and apparently his heel turn started earlier than that. And like also this is like <laughs> What a retcon. Also, first of yeah. first of all, uh, all that stuff, yes. But also Matt is Matt's entire plan was to mm. marry a girl who he knew was in love with another man yeah 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 well here here's the thing also dj reacts to this like uh steve and i are a good couple i really do love him and doesn't really acknowledge that yeah doesn't oh. acknowledge the fact that matt fully planned to trap her in a loveless marriage yeah uh, what the fuck matt and what the fuck yeah. dj <laughs> and then dj says that she wants to marry steve and then on cue yeah. Steve shows up and Matt's like, Steve just bump. And then he fully throws himself out of the room and misses Steve completely. Yeah. And it's very good. He, he misses Steve and falls out of the room. I laughed at that maybe harder than I've laughed at any other joke oh, in the show. It was very was good because he it literally, was, it was so Matt literally just yeeted himself out of the room. <laughs> it was so good. So well executed. Yes. And also a thing where like, I think like a, a number of Netflix multicam sitcoms, a lot of the show can sometimes feel a little low effort. Like a lot of crazy things happen, but mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't feel like they've completely committed to what they're doing. Yeah. yeah this they, was they the biggest there. commitment they, to they a single committed joke. To this bit. So good. And that we can respect that. You gotta commit to the so bit. So good. I love it. It's very good. Yeah, and Tyler's also saying that setup was perfect with the first chest bump at the beginning, which, yes, true. Yes. Yeah. Like, they it's set it up, so and good. the payoff was very good. Set it up, paid it yes. off. 
It was, again, maybe the hardest I've laughed at anything was, in this show. It was so good because literally he just yeets himself out of the room. Yeah. And it's very good. Uh, anyway, we go back to the house. Steve has set up a romantic dinner for him and DJ. Um, DJ wants to tell him something. She's about to tell him something, presumably that she'd want to marry him. When Kimmy walks in and says, we're playing Twister and we need two more. Fernando is shirtless. Uh, can we get you guys yeah. to play Twister with us? That's like that's like a whole thing that she's brushed over. It's like, yeah, we need two more people to play Twister if you want to play. Also, by the way, Fernando is shirtless. I uh, felt like yep. I should bring that up. Uh, and they say like, yeah, we'll be with you in a second. Kimmy leaves the room and they say, grab the wine and run. And they leave the house. And that's how the episode I like ends. That- I like that multiple people who live in this house oh, are abandoning the house to avoid yeah, Gibbler Game Night. It's a night. known thing between the entire main cast that Gibbler Game Night is a thing that you should avoid. Yeah. Unless you're <laughs> Max and Jay Money who just thrive in chaos. And I love that for I, them. Yeah. Anyway, Sad Boy of the Week. Yes, Sad, sad Boy of the boy. Week. I, I Okay, I will say... I, there are maybe multiple cases but i think there's a pretty clear front runner yes okay yeah if i can explain my thought process throughout the episode yeah so we start yeah. off with like the gibbler game night thing fernando runs in like a moth to a light and i'm like ooh, i think this is a fernando episode and then the more i watch the episode the more i realized it's gotta be matt this episode it has this to is be Matt's Matt. day, baby. It has to be this Matt. Matt day. Matt's day. Just to, like, I, just to go over everything with Matt, I don't think we even have to bother with no, other nominees. Yeah, we don't. I was going to nominate Ramona if not Matt, but no, it's Matt. I mean, yeah, Ramona is all right. Ramona I mean, and Fernando both have like pretty honorable, good, honorable, yeah. like at least honorable mentions. But it, yeah. It, yeah. it's honorable Matt by a landslide. Yeah. Matt. From the beginning, he shows up to DJ's house in the middle of the night, says, I have a great business idea. She says, no. He says, well, too bad. I'm, we're already doing it. We're starting tonight. <laughs> Drop so- everything we're doing. Also, I'm afraid of hornbills, so you're going to have to do all the work. <laughs> because we find of out hornbills. Matt is afraid of hornbills. We find out a hornbill once attacked Matt's genitals. Um, <laughs> Matt comes in. He's immediately berated by the butler for having beard stubble. Uh, he brought a gun because he's that afraid of hornbills. Yeah. <laughs> he bought a gun. He hides in the bushes in the mayor's office. It's, he, oh my god! He gets shot with a tranquilizer dart. <laughs> His he own gets shot with a tranquilizer dart. dart. Starts getting loopy. He sings the theme song to Full House. Also to this show. It's the same theme yeah. song. Yeah. He shouts to all of San Francisco that he's broke. Yes. He has no money. Uh, and then he tries to chest bump Steve and fully throws himself out of the room and onto the floor. Yeah. It's oh so God. good. It's such a good episode for Matt. It's, and he it's, steals the show here. here. And, mm-hmm. and here's the thing. Sometimes we stretch the definition of sad boy because you, what we mean when we say we love a sad, we love our sad boy or we love sad boys in this show yeah. is just people who are so pathetic that we find it so hilarious. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes people are pathetic, but it's not super hilarious. Yeah. This was the funniest thing. Matt was so good in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Matt all the way, baby. 
Wait, mm-hmm. I want to... You killed it. Hold on. I want to just get an accurate tally, because I think we may have... Okay, no, never mind. Matt is in fourth... Matt is now in the tie for fourth place in Sad Boy of yeah. the Week. I thought oh, he was in third, but I think I think Tyler knew and updated the sheet way in advance. Uh, but, like, I did not expect Matt to have so many wins. So good. Yeah, I did not expect so it good. either. He, he showed up today, though. He, he showed did. up today. He, re- he showed he up in wins. a big way. I'd also like to... Wait, on. Yeah. I'd also like to point out... Uh, Matt has now won Sad Boy of the Week in two of the last three episodes. <laughs> so, like, he's he's got, like, a, a late, a very late push. Uh, the, the last four episodes are just Matt and J-Money. Yeah, it's J-Money oh and God. Matt alternating for the last four episodes. <laughs> They're battling it out. Yeah. And J-Money has a huge head start. But yeah, so we, we made a joke at the beginning of watching it. Like, what if Ramona's boyfriend isn't Ethan? What if it's like a new boyfriend and he just gets sad boy of the week seven times and beats Jay Money? But <laughs> well, I think I think he can. We, I think we uh, calculated it last episode. And if one person wins this episode and all of the rest of them, they can only tie with someone who hasn't won before, I should say. So now if someone Money- who hasn't won before. Yeah. So, so at this point, this anybody who hasn't right. won yeah. Sad Boy of the Week cannot yeah. win the overall title. Yeah. Yes. Anyone, anyone who has so, won before, if they win every episode, could take it. If I yeah. may say, the most notable person who hasn't won yet, Dave Coulier, Uncle Joey himself, That's out true. of the running really for the winner. He was. Wow. We really thought of, he was going to win more. Out of the three main, like, full house dads, the fact that he has yep. the least sad boy wins and is the only one without a win is weird to me. Because, like, Danny's got, Danny's got six, yep. and Jesse has... Let me find him on the sheet. Jesse has two, and Danny has six. Well, can I, can I put forth a theory? Yes. What? I think we assumed he'd have more, because any time he shows up, we're like... Ugh, Joey. But he doesn't have more because anytime he shows up, we go, Ugh, Ugh Joey. Joey. We just don't yeah. like him enough to give him the win. That's fair. <laughs> we're so mean. We're so to mean Joey. to Dave we're so mean. The, Nobody we're mean to deserves it. No. More than, <laughs> no. To be fair, we do love genuinely a lot of characters and things about this show, yeah. I will say. No, yeah. it's an enjoyable show. Well, you wouldn't have gone through... Yeah five seasons of this show if we didn't enjoy doing it yeah yeah look skip season one yes and maybe season two and a half (laughs) but like by the middle of season three we've settled into some good rhythms oh i forget i forget when the japan episode is you gotta watch the japan episode if only for the really bad cgi fish (laughs) the the very real fish the very (laughs) real fish the very real fish and marius yo of sexy zone yes that's worth it Uh, and i I think with a new mention of Marius Yo of the band Sexy Zone, I think that's it for this episode. It is, yes. All right, so that's going to be it for another episode of the Fullest House Podcast. If you like what you just listened to, make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fullest House Pod. Once again, I'm Zach Horowitz. I'm Mark Green. And I'm Harrison Bloom. And until next time, may your houses be fuller and may your zones be dangerous. Top Gun. I went to the danger zone. Musical bits. Musical bits.